You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. to another installment of Locked On Texans, Locked On Dummies, Locked On What the Hell Are They Doing podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman. And you know, guys, you can check out this show along with all of the past Locked On Texans podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and Spotify, whatever your poison, you can go ahead and pick it while listening to the Houston Texans news and update with Cody and I. A little bit after the news of DeAndre Hopkins being traded to Arizona within not even a full 24 hours later, Cody, there's been so much more that has transpired. Even the day of the trade with DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins took up so much of news cycle, immediate Got to talk about right now news that the Texans' other moves that happened that day went under the radar, swept under the rug. But then, like I said, not even 24 hours later, Cody, what has happened? Well, first and foremost, the Houston Texans decided that it would be a good idea to replace DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb and the Texans agreed to a three-year deal worth up to $27 million, $18.7 million guaranteed. Not only that, they also retained Vernon Hargraves, and now, once again, they allow another valuable piece to walk out the door. On Tuesday, DJ Reader signed a deal, and he is now a part of the Cincinnati Bengals. John, I mean... You, it's not a surprise that DJ Reader is no longer here. This is something that you have been talking about ever since the season ended. Yeah, absolutely. We saw this coming. The shocker of DJ Reader's deal, and before I get into it, is congratulations to DJ Reader. Another Clemson guy out of the door. Do you feel like Bill O'Brien was maybe feeling Daryl Sweeney knocking at his door, breathing down his neck for that head coaching job? I don't know, but you know, another Clemson Clemson guy who was out of the door, Reader worked his tail off to become now the highest paid nose tackle in the league. And his contract with Cincinnati is for $53 million over four years. Kudos to him. Funny thing about this entire contract was, well, is rather, to franchise tag DJ Reader, it would have cost $15.5 million. His annual salary. Uh, assist at about $13.3 million per year. So there is that, but we've talked about it, right? I mean, especially when Brandon Dunn's deal got taken care of and he re-signed for four years, three years worth $12 million, you kind of figured, okay, well, they are giving themselves some security, some security at that position because they know the inevitable is about to happen. DJ Reader will be out of the door. 
you know, and that was a smart move. They still have Carlos Watkins on the roster who plays one week and then seems like he's a healthy scratch three or four weeks in a row. Um, and, and then maybe you can look at filling that void with guys that you brought in last year that you have some familiarity, familiarity with. Guys like Javier Edwards, who we've interviewed before, was an undrafted rookie for the Texans last year. So you still have a lot of things that you can do at that nose tackle. And I'm sure with free agency kicking off uh, today, a lot of moves were made. We'll talk about that as well. They will go out and find some position, some talent for that position, whether it is in the draft or free agency. We'll keep our eye on that. But I'm happy for DJ Reedy because now he will be with a franchise that actually wanted to keep him. And whether you want to look at that as a, a, a shot to the Texans, whether you want to look at it as whatever the case, however you want to look at it, the fact of the matter is if this franchise wanted to keep him, then they would have taken care of that deal already. Am I right or wrong? Oh, you're 100% correct. And that's the most frustrating part about it. Like, why did they not want to keep DJ Reader? I don't understand. And in the midst of making dumb decisions after dumb decisions, Bill O'Brien has the nerves to be cheap, too. Yeah, and the thing about it is he's being cheap in an area that, okay, you should already know your pockets are going to take a hitting. And you were cheap with the best receiver in the league. He was already making, ironically, $13.3 million over the next three years, which I say ironically because DJ Reader has the uh, 13.3 or whatever the case is over the next four. But the market right now for receiver is at $18 million. And I believe DeAndre Hopkins is about to change the market for receiver again. Uh, actually, now, I'm sorry, I'm, it reset it. It has reset. Amari Cooper would now be the highest paid receiver in the league. He signed his five-year, $100 million, $100 million deal with Dallas. So I'm sure that uh, DeAndre Hopkins will say, okay, well, if he got that and I'm the best receiver in the league, either me or Julio, I have to get more. What I'm getting at is, you know, you want to be cheap with DeAndre Hopkins, you trade him. You're being cheap with DJ Reader, you let him walk. But you're overcompensating and overpaying in areas like a kicker or like a 34-year-old tight end who's been a journeyman basically basically his entire career. So that has become the head-scratcher when we have assessed this franchise. What are you doing in the biggest areas to keep this team relevant and competitive? Because let's face it, you know, Will Lutz, who – is one of the best kickers in the league or tougher. You know, they don't make as much as Amy Fairbairn now. And that's no disrespect to Fairbairn. Whenever people get their money, I'm happy for them. But you gave him $9 million this next year. And I'm going to continue to – I am going to continue to prove and discuss this point that between now Amy Fairbairn, David Johnson – and Darren Fells, you have wrapped up almost $25 million in one year. Cody, that's not a good look. Like I said, kudos to DJ Reader. Really wish we would have had him back. But me and you, the entire city of Houston have known for a while now, he was not going to return. And I think that how we've discussed, there was friction between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'B. There was friction between 
Dwayne Brown and Jadavian Clowney between those two players in the B.O.B. These guys are grown men. They're going to voice their frustration, whether they do it publicly or in-house. And at least three or four of those guys took care of that in-house. And B.O.B. makes it a point to move them when he feels like it's best for him, not for the team. The Houston Texans made it a point to make sure that they keep Vernon Hargraves the third on this roster. And, John, I don't know about you, but I'm still pissed off about the whole DeAndre Hopkins situation that I feel like there's nothing Bill O'Brien can ever do that can fix the foolishness that he pulled off on Monday. But at the end of the day, I do believe that that was one of those deals that needed to be done. You take a look at the secondary. Well, you take a look at the defense as a whole, you know, losing DJ Reader, they did take a step back, but at least they were able to keep one of their most valuable pieces in the secondary with Hargraves returning. Well, I wouldn't say he's that valuable, but I think moving forward with no Jonathan Joseph and hey, I mentioned it. We talked about it. Outside of, you know, Bradley Roby now who just resigned, Lonnie Johnson Jr., he's coming off his rookie year, and Gary Young Conley, a former first round cornerback who was traded, you know, there was nobody else in that secondary that you can say, Well, hey, you know what? We have some faith in him. And I mentioned whether it was on the Twitter rant I went on or just during the show, I mentioned if you're going to make a trade to Arizona and you're going to give up your best player, best offensive threat, not named Deshaun Watson, then you should have made it a priority to go get Patrick Peterson or, and that's just only if you're going to continue to trade with Arizona, or just make it a point to trade for value of what your team needs now. And that's not what you did. However, I like the return of Vernon Hargraves in the third. Now you have two former first-round draft picks, Vernon Hargraves in the third, Gary Young Conley, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and Bradley Roby, who was the best corner when he was out on the field last year for the Houston Texans. It's very good. They brought him back on a one-year deal. You know how I feel about one-year deals. I feel like, especially how things are turning out for this franchise right now, Vernon Hargraves in the third, may possibly have a breakout year and then goes elsewhere. Who knows? However, I like the deal to bring him back because now it gives you some depth at that position and you get a sense of security like, okay, well, we've worked with this guy before. And when we've worked with him, not when he was in Tampa Bay, but when we've worked with him, he was able to succeed in certain situations and now we can give him more, uh, more of a job load over course of now 17 games and let me correct myself because i don't want you or the listeners to think that i'm sitting here overvaluing or overrating vernon hargraves but what i saw from him in a short amount of times he played with the texans this season i saw a better version of vernon hargraves than the one that i saw when he was with tampa bay think about it he came over mid-season after he was released from the tampa bay buccaneers and i actually liked what i saw Here's the catch on the reason why I love to see the return of Vernon Hargraves. You're going to give him an opportunity, a full entire training camp to practice and to get use of the Texans defense is going to be a hell of a lot better than the ones that were showcased in 2019. 
once again, I don't want to overrate Vernon Hargraves, but I do believe 2020 will be a season where he's going to step out and shine, especially a secondary that's going to rely heavily on him versus the secondary that he played with in 2019. Absolutely. And on top of that, you know, the issue while he was in Tampa Bay was, you know, he was cut because Bruce Arians questioned his work ethic. Came to Houston and had no issues. In fact, received praise. His time in Houston, he finished the regular season with 21 tackles, one for a loss, and two pass deflections for the Texans in limited action. So now you look at the depth chart of Lonnie Johnson Jr., Bradley Roby, Vernon Hargraves III, Gary Young Conley, or you can look at the situation and say, well, we want Lonnie Johnson to start. Bradley Roby, of course, because we just paid him. And Gary Young Conley, I think is a better cornerback than what Vernon Hargraves III is. So we're going to have Vernon in situational uh, packages where we bring him in or just in case. You know, the Texans are notoriously known for somebody goes down and now the next man can't step up because, they, you know, there really isn't a next man. So now Vernon gives them a lot of security, uh, a lot to lean on, and now that you know his style of play, what works for him, you can give him more tasks Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, or even Saturdays, or whenever we would get the NFL back. Listeners, guys and gals, everybody at home, in your car, does not matter wherever you are, first of all. I didn't say it today. Thank you for lending your ear because you can be anywhere in the world, but you're here listening to us, and I appreciate it. The NFL free agency kicked off, and it was supposed to be, you know, officially it's today on Wednesday, but the legal tampering started over the last couple of days, and it has been fun. We have. Cody, I know you've been waiting for this. I'm going to go ahead and get out the way now. Tom Brady is now in Tampa Bay. So that's TV mm, to mm, TV. Can I just say something? Right Why the hell did he not retire? I, I'm so sick and tired of seeing a legendary player ruin their image with a team that does not make sense. All he had to do was retire. That was it. Wait, wait, wait. If you understand $30 million on the table, then you probably should understand the decision to take the $30 million on the table. You know what I mean? <laughs> Look, but at the end of the day, why is Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? It's just, this, this is like Jordan going to the Wizards all over again. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But I tell you one thing, unlike the Texans, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know how to release one player and upgrade at that same position. Because regardless on how good I think Jameis Winston could be, and yes, I do think Jameis Winston will be a pretty good player whenever he decides not to throw it to the opposing team so much, but he ain't never going to be Tom Brady. A 40, 41-year-old Tom Brady is still better than a 20-something-year-old Jameis Winston. And that's just my opinion. We can debate on that back and forth all you want. But I would much rather have Tom Brady running my team versus Jameis Winston. But at the end of the day, unlike the Texans who decided to trade away a future Hall of Famer, a guy who has the potential if given the opportunity will go down as one of the greatest receivers in NFL history, you decide to replace him with Randall 
Cobb. Now, no disrespect to Randall Cobb. He made a Pro Bowl one time. This is a guy who has recorded over 6,000 yards, 44 touchdowns, and over 500 receptions within his eight-year career. By far, he's not a scrub, but he's not DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Cody, I'm not going to stay on this topic too long. I've said what I had to say. Congratulations to the Houston Texans and Randall Cobb for agreeing to terms on a new contract deal, which will now give him $19 million guaranteed. Uh, I'm happy for him. Three years, $27 million, $19 million guaranteed. Last year, he caught 55 passes for 828 yards, three touchdowns. For Dallas, um, Hey, you know, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for Randall Cobb that he got 19 million dollars guaranteed. I'm, I'm I'm super happy for him. Super excited for Randall Cobb. Just for Randall Cobb in this situation. Uh, also, the Texans re-signed backup quarterback AJ McCarron, one of my favorite college quarterbacks of all time because this guy just gets the job done. The contract is worth four million dollars with 3.75 million dollars guaranteed including a $2 million signing bonus and $1.75 million of his $2 million base salary guaranteed. Uh, he played last season under one year, under a one-year contract, so he got rewarded. I think McCarron is the perfect guy that you can go to and say, well, we know that he knows the playbook. We can give him duties. We know that he'll be able to execute it at some point, not do too much, not do too little, but he's able to stay keep the team stable just in case, and that's good. So uh, I'm happy for McCarron. In his career, he's thrown for 1,100 yards, six touchdowns, and three interceptions. Um, I'm happy for A.J. McCarron. <laughs> uh, lastly, Cody, do you, do you want me to let the guys know, the listeners out there know who the Texans also signed, if you don't mind? Yeah, go right ahead. I'm going to go right ahead. The Texans also signed safety Eric Murray to a $20.5 million deal over the course of three years. Murray is a former Cleveland Brown safety along with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. He was traded to the Browns last year from Kansas City for defensive end Emmanuel Uba. He had 24 tackles, one sack, and nine games and four starts for the Brown last season. For his career, he has 123 tackles, two sacks, and one interception. He also ran a 4.440 dash. So three years, $20 million for Eric Murray, a safety. I'm happy for him. Can I just say something? I mean, please. You're not happy. I can hear it in your voice. Always happy for the players. The players would be fools to pass up on some of these contracts. So <laughs> I'm I'm ecstatic for them. Well, you don't sound ecstatic. I could tell you that. Um, I'm smiling right now. No, you're not. I'm not. Sean <laughs> Watson tweeted out yesterday, man, this is crazy. Not sure how you think someone who has done so much for you in your career. Not only someone who was a leader, but one of the best to ever do it. Even more, I appreciate your genuine friendship from day one. Wishing you everything you deserve, fam. At DeAndre 
Hopkins. And there it is. Can we cue the uh, See You Again by Wiz Khalifa? Um, um, I I would like to, but I have a feeling we might get a copyright claim. Oh my gosh. I mean, but I will say this. I'll sing it. It's been a long day <laughs> without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I catch you again. You see, mm. that catch for DeAndre, you know, because I know he would have caught it because he, he doesn't drop passes. Anyway. I honestly don't know. You know, just thinking about this deal, thinking about the tweets from not only the current Texan players, but just players in general, just all around the league from the former ones to, you know, their opponents. I know yeah. we are in a position where we're supposed to analyze and break down and pull out the positive of every single trade. But, John, I just don't know how this make any kind of sense for the Houston Texans. John, uh, what did I kept saying? What did I keep saying when as soon as we got eliminated by the Kansas City Chiefs, I said, the Texans are in a position where all they have to do is fix up a few leaks and they could have put place themselves in contention for a championship, not just next year, but the year after that, the year after that, and possibly the year after that. And now, you, you, you know the saying that the championship window is, has closed? It it hasn't just closed. It has been burnt to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, hell, possibly next month, maybe when preseason come, we can find some kind of way to pull out the positives in this. And this is no disrespect to David Johnson by far. No disrespect to none of the guys that the Texans signed. Now, and especially no disrespect to Randall Cobb. John, I don't know about you, but I feel like the Texans have multiple second-tier receivers, but they don't have that guy that could put them over the hump no longer, man. I'm sorry. Maybe Cobb, Will Fuller, if he can stay healthy for the 100th time, even Kenny Stills to a certain degree. Maybe one of them can step up and become the guy that will become half the player that DeAndre Hopkins was. But, John, I honestly, I, I just don't see it right now, man. I just do not see it. You know, you said that you, you're trying to make sense out of it, and, you know, you can't make sense out of no sense whatsoever. So that's how I'm going to leave it. <laughs> I am John, some sports guy, Hickman. Follow me on Twitter, at some sports guy. I love you guys. I love when you guys are interacting. And just keep the love coming. It's Wednesday. Wild out somewhere. Well, wild out at home because that's the only place you can be right now, especially if you're in the city of Houston. Cody? And as always, I'm Cody Davis. Please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. As I tweet about my sadness for the NBA, college basketball, and, of course, the worst news of them all.
DeAndre Hopkins is no longer a Houston Texan. Stay safe, stay sanitized, and stay sane. Peace, Houston. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team.